You are now tuning into the In the Pocket edition of the Gainsport Show, powered by the Game Entertainment and Media, also known as GEM. This In the Pocket edition is presented by Sports Center Bar and Grill. Sports Center Bar and Grill is located on 624 Wellington Street West in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, Canada, and has been named the Sioux's Best Sports Bar for five years in a row. Count them, five years in a row. Also named the Sioux's Best Wings for two years in a row. Head on down to Sports Center today to enjoy many delicious menu options in house or for takeout. In particular, highlight Mondays and Wednesdays so you can have the pleasure to enjoy 75 cent wings from the best in town. Sports Center is the original home to the game sports show since 2015, a true member of the family. And with the atmosphere Sports Center brings, there is no better spot to enjoy the game or time with friends. The game sports show sends a cheers and a salute to the Sioux's best sports bar. Booyah! It's time for the Game Sports Show. It is your host, David McKaig. This is the In the Pocket Edition, Season 5, Episode 3. In the Pocket is presented by Sports Center Bar and Grill, Sault Ste. Marie's best sports bar for five years in a row, best wings two years in a row, and of course, powered by the game, entertainment, and media. Now, before I get into the fun stuff of the introductions and talking about sponsor, etc., let's bring in the co-host joining yours truly for the show tonight. Going first, all the way in Escanaba, Michigan, the one and only EJ Russell. EJ, my friend, the host of the hot seat. How are you? Yo, how we doing, boys? Uh, happy to be here as always. Love talking football, especially after Browns. Went and got my Browns hoodie on today. Uh, so excited to be here. Excited to chat with you, boys. Dave's got his drink. I've got mine. Uh, I'm sure Hike's got his. See, and I will say this. I got a whiskey drink, but I do have a Northern Superior Brew right beside me because they are a sponsor, just so everybody is aware of that. I know I'll get called out on that. Now, I said I was going to save some of the sponsor introduction because I got another host to still introduce. And no, uh, he is not a Browns fan for anyone who's a Browns fan. No, he's not a Steelers fan for anyone who relates to me with that. He is not a Lions fan. I know we got a lot of Lions fans that listen to this, so I try to keep it very content when it comes to that. But we got all around NFL fans, and we got hosts that are Falcon fans, Colt fans. Oops, I spoiled the one that this co-host enjoys to, to cheer for. We got Brown fans, Lions fans. Oh my God. We got saints fans. We got all over. We got a mixed mash on this show, but the one and only Justin Heichel, my friend, how are you? How's it going fellas? Doing all right. Uh, where are we? Uh, Wednesday night. We're halfway through the week over the humps. Now, uh, getting ramped up for a, a big Thursday night or tomorrow. L O L. Can't wait for that game. And let, Hey, we got to pick them to talk about, but we're going to do that later in the show just to get everyone the agenda for in the pocket. Certainly a much improved agenda than the past four seasons. We have a little back and forth at the beginning when it comes to talking about a game last week, a little bit of updates for this week, we'll go around the table with that. And then we're going to go into the pick them and the pick them is where we'll talk about last week's results, the current standings between us three, as well as picking them for the games this week. For those wondering about Matt Primo, Jamie Antonello, they're unable to join for this episode here tonight, but they are, of course, still a part of the In the Pocket segment's main co-hosts, as well as casual co-host Dustin Grondin, who has been absent for two years, so a little bit less when it comes to Dustin Grondin, but he is the owner of River. He is a busy guy with two kids. We definitely get it. I won't trip him too much, but before we even dive into the show, I want to make sure... Uh, that I talk about something that is pretty sincere to myself. And this is the first news show that we have done uh, since last week. Of course, you know, we've done an ESPN 1400 edition. Uh, we've had some limited time and we didn't want to dive into this topic too much on that particular show because of the nature of that show being on live radio and just some facts being worked out right at that current time. And EJ can attest to that. Uh, and with, of course, Scotty Nason and Daniel Scarpino doing a soccer edition upload that you could check on the gamesportshow.com. Uh, they didn't obviously talk about this topic either. They saved it for me to talk about. So here on In the Pocket, I'm going to bring up a topic that uh, is pretty close to those that are in Sault Ste. Marie. Now, uh, everyone has police officers in their community. If you're Canadian, United States, if you're overseas and everyone tuned into Sault Ste. Marie knows where I'm going with this. Those who are outside the Sioux, most likely not. But Obviously, if you know in the Sault Ste. Marie, uh, there was a police officer who was shot in the line of duty, uh, a friend of mine, uh, a friend of the show as well. He's been on the show uh, when he was playing for Sioux College Cougars. He was one of the best collegiate Division II players in the league at the time. He's obviously a former OHLer as well. Uh, Ryan Venderman, a uh, friend of mine, but he is in, he's in a stable condition and the full recovery is 
not too sure yet if everything's going to be okay when it comes to his leg and uh, just full health in general. Uh, but there's still more to be uncovered with the investigation there. So I'm not going to dive into too much on the show about it. But I want to make sure I give a shout out to Ryan Venerman and wish him the best in the game sports show and the game entertainment and media. Wish him the best for a speedy recovery. You know, you're out there putting your life on the line for the community at all times. And, and all police officers do that. And Sault Ste. Marie is starting to scare me with a lot of the things that are happening. We're known as a tight knit uh, community, especially when it comes to sports and everyone knows each other through sports. Heck, that's how Ryan and I know each other. Hike and I know each other through work, but it got connected through sports. EJ and I connected through sports and this and these types of communities, hockey, football, baseball, any kind of sport, basketball, everyone comes together. And in Sault Ste. Marie, everyone does know each other from being a smaller community. Those of being in smaller communities understand that. And when you put your heart on the line and you put your life on the line for the community and you get injured in that kind of severity on the job, you know, that is certainly gut-wrenching. That's very sad to hear. And in Sault Ste. Marie, to have those instances happen, uh, it may be, uh, you know, different when you compare Toronto to the Sioux, but it really isn't different. It doesn't matter what city that you're in. You're still out there putting your life on the line uh, for those in your community. And Ryan was doing so, and uh, he ended up uh, getting shot in the line of duty. Thankfully, uh, it wasn't a fatal injury and that we do expect a recovery, the nature of a full recovery. Um, I can't dive into that fully, but I have talked to his girlfriend. I have reached out to Ryan uh, and I have reached out to his family uh, and he is awake. And the first thing that he did say, as a lot of the news articles stated inside Sault Ste. Marie, uh, in particular, some media outlets uh, that they mentioned that can I play sports again? That is true that that was his first words when he came up and came to well-known hockey player. And uh, I, we definitely hope uh, and wish the best for Ryan. We're thinking about you here uh, at the Game Entertainment Media and the Game Sports Show. I was certainly devastated here, but I was very glad to hear that nothing fatal happened and that he is going to be making a recovery, certainly. But Sault Ste. Marie, people, please get your shit together, please. You're scaring me. When I was a kid, this was a community was so was safe to walk around. It's now getting worse. It's getting worse. And the shit going on in the city, it's, it is bullshit. Stop it. Whatever it's, it's the mental health, the drugs are really invading this community a lot. And we, as a community can be strong and come out of it together. We have to get to that point because it is scary. And I'm scared to one day raise kids in this community. Now it's starting to get to that point. I don't mean to chirp the Sioux in any way, but it is getting to a point of scary and it is scary to walk down the street now in particular areas, neighborhoods, because of what is going on. I'll leave it at that. Uh, I don't know if Hike wants to add anything about Sault Ste. Marie, what I said there, uh, or EJ, but I, that's a line that we won't uh, cross anymore. But uh, I certainly just wish the best for Ryan Venderman. Uh, Hike, I don't know if you have anything you want to add there. No, I mean, it's uh, you pretty well said it all. I mean, all the best, man. That's uh, You're doing a job that I, I couldn't do. So, I mean, shout out to you for doing that. Shout out for sticking your neck out, along with all the other guys we know out there. I mean, that's uh, this town wasn't known for that. I don't. A lot of people don't take a job here because, you know, they're thinking they're going to get into that kind of nonsense, and we won't get into the politics of it. But I think if you want to touch on the community thing, the things we can do here in town is just. You talk to people, stay tight knit as a group, you know, know your neighbors, know what's going on. Yep. Uh, the, the more people are visible in the last two years, there's been a lot of uh, everyone kind of getting away from each other, separating, you know, whatever, whatever it is, but get back out there, be around, be present, be visible. I don't know. That's it's, it's fucking, it's strange, but I don't know. It's messed up, man. But I, let's, uh, let's get, uh, let's get on here. Let's get on there. Like, that's a good way to put it. Let's get us in motion again. We wish the best to uh, a full recovery for uh, Ryan Venderman. And uh, thank you again to all the uh, public service individuals out there. EJ is an Army uh, individual as well. So we appreciate the services that they do. Now, get Air Force, the- thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah, I got correct. Yeah, that's, a, that's a touchy one there. Yeah, let's get that correct. You know, well, that- listen, is and I'm allowed to tell this joke, but at least it's not the Coast Guard because they barely even count. They're not even in our Department of Homeland Defense. Or I thought they're well, Department I thought- of Homeland security we're department of defense that's what i meant so i Coast thought we had a good of- listening group i know that's why they're gonna be really mad when they hear this but they won't at all be surprised to hear it come from me i love you guys but you know i gotta do it 
Love that. Now, I'll even mention quickly, Sports Center Bar and Grill is a sponsor of In the Pocket. You can give them a follow on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Sports Center. Uh, it's SSM. They, they, they got a fantastic social media page. Great staff. Electric atmosphere. Uh, best, best wings in town. Two years in a row. Best sports bar in town. Five years in a row. And don't forget, you can cast the vote to make them six years in a row and three years in a row, respectively. Fantastic. And pretty coincidental. You know, we're going into fifth year, you know, sixth year coming up. And, you know, game sports shows there, Frank Ligori. Just so you know, it kind of kind of transitions that nicely. But, no, jokes aside, Sports Center Bar and Grill. Give them the follow on social media. Give them a check out now. Of course, in Ontario, effective today it happened. You have to be double vaccinated to be in the restaurant. So, of course, uh, if there's a patio, you can still take a part of that. But if you can't go in there, if your choice is not to go that route, you can still take takeout, support local, and definitely, if you can be part of the atmosphere, great. If not, still support Sports Center Bar and Grill. Fantastic overall. In the pocket, kicking it off right now. EJ, you've been the quietest so far. It was a little bit of extra beginning there. I want to make sure we give our salute to those uh, that we wanted to make sure we do. I want to go to you right now to talk about Football last week, if you want to talk about a game that stood out to you, we don't like to talk too much about last week because it's yesterday news, of course, uh, but something that surprised you and a little bit of updates going into this week. The floor is yours, my friend, and let's kick it off here. Well, for me, probably the, the best performance of the week and the team that really came out and showed us what they were made of were Tennessee Titans this week. This team that lost 38-13 to 13 to the Arizona Cardinals in week one at home. OK, you, you get beat like that at home. Then you got to go up. And you got to play a tough Seattle team on the road. I mean, that's a tough first. You know, it's a tough ass to get your first win of the season there. But late in that game, they were down, uh, you know. Uh, where's the box score? I had it. And they were down like 24 to nine. Comeback score, touchdown. Seahawks score another one. Tennessee did a fantastic job of fighting back, though. Going to score the final 17 points of the game. Uh, Ryan Tannehill having a very nice day with 374 yards. Derrick Henry, 182 on the ground. Of course, he scores three times. But the big plays at the end, they're finding a way to get it to overtime, extending that, getting in the free portion of football, and then nailing the kick at the end. This is a Mike Vrabel-led team that is going to continue to fight the same way that he did when he was playing for Bill Belichick in New England, when he was playing on that defense. He's one of the best players there. He was creative, though. People forget, they, they look and they see Mike Vrabel, oh, he's a defensive guy. Scored a few touchdowns on the offense, by the way, when he was with the New England Patriots. The guy knows how to get creative, and he found a way to win a football game late. That game, for me, told us a lot about the Tennessee Titans. Scoring those final 17 points and beating Seattle on the road. Big way to bounce back and get to one and one You know, the big thing is, last week, I found that there was games – like when you think of week two, of course, uh, the game with the Giants in Washington, close football game, right? Washington battled back, right? As much as I thought maybe that would be a, a shit game, sorry, to Washington fans and Giants fans, it actually was entertaining. I was able to, you know, catch a, a good amount of it after I was finished hardball and I came home and was able to watch a bit of it. And it, it was it was good. You know, the, I was surprised by that. And, of course, the Steelers losing to the Raiders. That was a, a tough loss. I feel like the Steelers looked a little bit out of place at that game against Oakland, especially being at the inside Heinz, Heinz Field, being back at home. It, it, the energy just couldn't seem to be there. And overall, when you look at Ben Roethlisberger, that he, he almost just threw 300 yards, but one TD, one interception for Big Ben. That's, you know, that again, it's an injury bugs again with the Steelers. Like it's there's some guys that went down. There's, but we hope that they're back to full this week, right? It's overall, Juju Smith Schuster was. Not he was 41 yards. He's not being that dominant player. Deontay Johnson's being the guy and Chase Claypool, right? And the Browns this week, Texans. The Browns look good this week, uh, this past week, sorry. And the Jets, I am so sorry for Jets fans. <laughs> like they can't buy a win, it seems like. It's, it's really tough, right? There's a lot of games that I could talk about. But the game that surprised me, as I mentioned, was some entertainment was the Giants and, the, and Washington. But even Green Bay, and not as as expected, they bounced back last week with Aaron Rodgers throwing four touchdowns. Okay, like the guy bounced back. So overall, an entertaining week this uh, this past week. That's all I really want to touch. It was on a little bit of games there. I kind of double dipped into different areas. But hike over to you last to talk about. Well, the last week let, let me let me say this real quick about the Browns game since you wanted to touch on that. Baker Mayfield showed a lot of toughness in that game. 
Yep. People forget that he, he goes down and his left his left arm was hanging, okay? And you couldn't tell if it was a collarbone, whatever. But what I appreciated about that game as a fan and as just a fan of football in general, jog to the locker room, they pop it back in, he comes right out. They just put – I'm pointing at my TV over here, but they just pulled the, the mic'd up clips from this week. And he comes jogging out of the locker room. You can hear the stadium start going crazy. And he goes right up to his teammates and Oh yeah, just popped out and everything's fine, back to normal. <laughs> and he goes out. And what does he do? And then what does he do? He rushes for a touchdown, which of course he leaned a little bit with his right shoulder, making sure he didn't hurt himself. And later in that game, set a fantastic block. If you haven't seen this film, or go watch the NFL mic'd up because they have him there. He goes to block the guy, and he's doing it with one arm. And right at the end, he shoves him down and just pancakes the dude. Baker Mayfield got a one-handed block to set up another big run in that game. Showed us a lot of toughness. Browns defense looked a little soft, I thought. Didn't see Miles Garrett or Jadavian Clowney in the backfield very often. But Baker Mayfield showed a lot of toughness this week. Mike. Yeah, you know, I, I was like nothing really went the way I thought it was going to, aside from, well, the nine picks I got right, according to our uh, – our picks here. We're not going to talk about who uh, who was in the lead picks this week. I mean, maybe we will. Maybe we'll give him some credit this week after he got hosed last week. Uh, we'll go we'll get to that though. I mean, games this week. I was just I was kind of amazed how tight everything was. Like it was all, my pro line tickets were all fucking destroyed. Everything was a tie, and I I didn't. I had the Rams by eight against the Colts, showing how you know where my loyalties lied there with my wallet. Um, uh, and that game actually ended up being I was locked to that for most of the second half I, I thought the Colts played a decent game given how terrible their offensive line looked uh, and then it was just a, like bad 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 luck when Carson Wentz gets both his ankles rolled up like friggin Gumby out there uh, I it was just I, we could have won that game it was within reach and I think the Carson Wentz thing is just bad luck the only logical option right now is to trade for Nick Foles, I think. Um, but like other interesting games this week, just, I mean, like the Arizona-Minnesota one was a lot tighter than I thought it was going to be. Like, uh, Minnesota's a little more interesting uh, than, you know, I, I give them credit for. Or Arizona's defense last week was just a fluke uh, with all the, you know, the what, Chandler Jones with five sacks. Um but yeah, I mean the, the Colts game was the biggest one for me. I didn't I didn't think uh, Andy was going to have that kind of fight to them, and uh, I was impressed. And shows me for having uh, that little faith. A little bit of faith. Oh, and two though. Yeah, whatever. I mean, you don't lose any points with me for picking against your team. If people remember correctly, I was also the only one on this show that chose Kansas City to beat my Cleveland Browns in Week One. So trust me, there's no penalty there for picking against your team. I appreciate you that. Be, you got to be realistic. You gotta be realistic. That's the point. We're at where we are experts. I think everyone knows what I did there with the uh, quotations. We like I didn't, I don't I think I'm an expert. What do, what do they know? You know, we we could flex all the shows that platforms that we're on and radio show that we're on live radio, but we won't do that, EJ. We won't get too cocky. That's not fun. No one likes that. A little flex here. No one can see us on the video though yet, but that's coming. People are wondering where's the video. I said October. Wait patiently. Stop telling me. You don't need to see my face yet. I didn't dress up today, by the way. EJ did. DJ got bad radio talk right now, but he did. If we had video, EJ would win best prize. Look. I am making sure that with every time that we practice, I'm playing for keeps every time. You are going to see nothing on this body, but orange and brown or scarlet and gray all year long. That's what we're doing. I know it's a pro football podcast, but if the Buckeyes come back and somehow magically you're in the title run, you will see scarlet and gray on this <laughs> again. Quack, quack, as I sit here Shut up. now in Oregon colors of sorts. As, again, bad radio. Uh, maybe I'll go shirtless one episode. If anyone wants to see me shirtless, comment below. If you don't want it. Um, no one wants that. Why is that even an option? <laughs> Comments can, I, can, can I pay you to not do that? Yes. Yes, you can. Uh, pay me in love. <laughs> That's so corny. I'm that got even US, or, U.S. or Canadian. <laughs> Uh, love it. Now, this is, <laughs> this the is an exchange rate. You know, the big thing that I liked about last week was, you know, the the memes going on with the Lions fans, a particular few of our friends, knowing that Steve <laughs> Smith pictures, knowing that they pay the Ravens next week or this upcoming week. Uh, Lions fans, man, you know, 
Jared Goff actually, I don't think looks that bad. <laughs> like he's not great. He but doesn't. He doesn't. He just Jared Goffed it in yeah. the second half. No, Jared Goff. Jared Goff's not the problem. You go back to that Lions game. What was it? The the second or third quarter. There was a fourth down situation. It's fourth and one. And the Lions have the ball, and you're you, you score first in that game. Okay, teams that statistically score the first touchdown, their odds of winning are significantly significantly higher. It's like sixty something percent. They're in that football game. It's a fourth and one situation. They decide to go for it. Screw the playoff. Now Green Bay goes down uh, and ends up getting points later. They didn't get points off of that turnover. However, when you're playing the Packers on the road, take the take damn the points. points. Take oh, I the hear points. And that's the second week in a row. Dan Campbell did that crap in week one, too. That's the second week in a row he did it. Take yeah, the points, went, Detroit. Stop, stop going for it on fourth down. Went to the Frank Reich School of Coaching. We don't need no what? fucking points to win this game. Well, that's a Dan. That's totally on Dan Campbell. There, that's not anybody else. That's a head coach decision. And I, I didn't. I honestly, I, I, I'm kind of mildly interested in the Lions this season. Like I don't, I don't know. Um, but I don't understand why Cephas didn't get any looks in the second half. And I think like Williams, he's been six, playing a great game. He's carries. been playing. A, he's been having a great year. He looked awesome, and I, like, he was open a couple times. It wasn't like they totally eliminated him, and he just didn't get any looks. I mean, Hawkinson was lights out, but I mean, you got like that gem on the outside. Why not? You know, well, it's, it's just it's that times. messing up that fourth down is a momentum killer. And I'm one. I like going for it. I was talking to my buddy Ryan Hendrick during the game, who is a listener of the show. Shout out, Hendo. And, and I, at first I'm like, hey, go for it. And then the more he talked to me, I'm like, no, you're right. Take the points. Like I'm all for going for it on fourth down. I'm more of a Madden type of coach like. If you think you got the muscle to pull the playoff, if you got the play in your pocket, pull it out, it, it, whip it out, put it on the table, show us what you got. I like that kind of football, but I understand. And going back, you got to take the points there because that totally killed the Lions' momentum. Well, especially because you're you're really out as the Lions, you're really outgunned there. And I think emotionally they were playing pretty high, given how the first half went, and he just sucked the fucking every like the wind was just gone. Yeah, and everyone was kind of like they went. It went back to Lions football. Like, yeah, I don't know how else to put that. It, there, it's just what I don't. This is the beauty of when it comes to football. I find out, right? Like, let's, let's use hockey, for example, compared to football for a second. Hockey, you know, if your team is not doing well, you got some veterans, you trade them, right? You get you try to you try to move them, you get assets for them. You try to build draft picks, you try to build draft picks. The NFL does do a draft pick building. Hopefully you draft well, but it's not like what it is in hockey. And when it comes to football, okay, when you tell a team just to gut it and rebuild, EJ can attest to this. It takes a long time. <laughs> the guys well, like, and there's a dramatic difference between dramatic. hockey and football. Yes, they both draft, but in the NHL, you can take a kid. You, you could have taken me when I was 19 years old, and guess what? I can still go finish my college career. Then I'm going to go play a little bit in the in the American League. Yeah. Then you're going to come up. NFL, you got the average lifespan of an NFL player is, what, four or five years? You got – if you're a running back, you're only going to get three good years. I'm talking – look at any pro Hall of Famer statistic. I don't care. There's always that three-year period where it's boom, boom, boom three great years in a row, and then it starts to slide back down. Yep. Hall of Famers continue to keep it great, but there's always that three-year boom. So within your first four or five years, you got to hit that boom. And now more than ever, especially at the quarterback position, which what was it in the 2000? If you look at quarterbacks, the last 21 quarterbacks drafted in the first round, none of them or maybe like five of them are on the team that they were drafted by. It, it's insane. This number of people that Big don't make it last in this league, but you don't. That football is different than hockey. You don't have the time to develop players because this is a win now league. You want to develop. You went and did that in college when you were playing at LSU, University of Miami. Uh, whether it be the maize and blue, the scarlet gray, purple gold, doesn't matter what team it is, or, or if you're a Nittany line, that's your time to figure it out. And you got three to five years, and after that, you got three years to figure it out in the pros. And if you don't. See, I don't care what round draft pick you are. You get one contract to prove yourself. See, it's different. Like, Hike, you can even test to this. Like, I see comments sometimes on social media. I'm not a comment reader, but, like, I like to read interesting articles, as we all do, just to, you know, just to tickle our fancy, if you will. And I, when I see some comments, we all just blow it up. Just rebuild. Okay, I almost feel like commenting, are, are you a hockey fan by chance? Like, you, you, can't, you, can't, you can't do that. 
you you can't do that in football. Like the Lions have been haven't been a prominent organization for years that I can remember. I told you last episode when I got really absorbed into football, the old two Steelers, right? Ever since, like the Lions had good years in the nineties. Uh, don't really remember. Uh, they 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 weren't. They, they, there are a lot of people who don't remember. Like, yeah. honestly, I was four or five years old, right? And that's where, as they've, South, they've squandered a lot of good players, that's, they have. And Stafford is one of them. Stafford is one of them. He's two Hall of Famers, Barry and Calvin. And Calvin Johnson, it, it, the Megatron, is one of the best receivers that I have seen play since I got absorbed to football. I'm saying, since 02 to now, since I got really absorbed into football, Calvin Johnson is one of my favorite receivers next to Terrell Owens. As long as people may not like that, I actually like Terrell Owens. I didn't, I didn't say Terrell was the best. He is. Not, I'm not saying he was the best. There's still Hopkins, or Randy Moss. Like there, there's guys in the list that I can go well, on. But I'll always Calvin is the best. Calvin's the most physically gifted receiver yes. to ever play the game of football. Yeah, it was he. He was honestly in my eyes my favorite. To like him and Terrell, my two favorites. The best. No, it was, it was between Calvin and Randy Moss. I could be biased and say that it was Heinz Ward, but let's get real. The guy was just a, he was like a Julian Edelman to like how Brady is to. He was Edelman. Julian Edelman. If Julian Edelman was a thug. <laughs> so here's the thing. Hike teams can't just go blow up teams. And the lions have been mediocre to shit for the past. However long. And the Browns are not even that far behind it till now. Now the Browns finally, they drafted Mayfield, right? You traded for Beckham. You got Chubb in there. He gives fans Chubbs in the stands. That's how good he is when he's on. And the thing is that they, they built the team. And uh, Miles Garrett, I keep forgetting about Miles Garrett, despite what he did. I like that, EJ. I know that people can't see on the video, uh, but it's, I like that. Uh, but Miles Garrett, he's also a stud. I don't care what he did with his fucking helmet. You do what you got to do, man. Uh, like, you, you honestly, they, they did, they built through the draft. And when I compare to hockey hike, Look at the Los Angeles Kings when they won their multiple cups, built through the draft. The Hawks, built through the draft. Um, Detroit, draft. Detroit's a prime example. Pittsburgh, draft. They had some trades. Yeah, but look there, at but. the look at Pitts. Okay, so what is Pittsburgh? I'll ask you the one thing, and I and I I'm telling you, there's a correct answer here, Dave. What has Pittsburgh done over these last whatever number of years it is with Ben Roethlisberger? What have they done better than anything else? And and it's yeah. one thing, draft. No head coaching. Mike, oh, Tomlin, Mike has Tomlin never had yeah. a losing season. Yes, that's Cleveland it. Browns were rebuilding for a very long time. And the very. only reason that we're in the position that we are right now, yes, we built up the draft picks, but it's Kevin Stefanski. Why is the reason the Patriots won so many Super Bowls? Yes, Tom Brady, but Bill Belichick. Oh, do you think it's a coincidence that Brady, now that he's down in Tampa, who's his head coach? Oh, a guy named Bruce Arians, who's been known as a quarterback whisperer. Head coach, Pete Carroll, going win a Super Bowl in Seattle. Sean McVay and what he's been doing for the Rams in order to get yourself back into a good position. And I'm not even going to throw in uh, Flores down in Miami. He's been doing a nice job rebuilding that program or good. that organization as well. Gonna, yep. It's head coaching. It's not draft picks. Uh, yes. You got to get the draft picks. Yes. You got to have the talent, but it all comes down to head coaching this league. And that's where the lines are screwed up. Cause man, Dan Campbell looks like a psychopath and he sucks. And like I was saying, hike over to you, man, giving you the floor was what I was saying. Hockey is different. Other people, you can't just go blow up a team. Like the Miami Dolphins trade, I mean, they got a bunch of first-round picks and they drafted. The Lions can do that, but they've been fucking shitty at drafting, right? So, like, the no, Lions- the Lions, the Lions have been shitty at culture building. They, you have to attract, you have to attract some high-end talent before you can do anything else. Like, uh, unless you've got, in very few teams luck out in you know like the the Peyton Mannings the Patrick Mahomes you don't sometimes you've got to just build up you've got to have a good defense for a while and then attract those offensive players but you have to have a culture and like like the like EJ said the Steelers have been the model almost the model franchise and having a culture like how many coaches have you had in the team's existence six seven like, I, I don't, I don't think it's in double digits. If I'm, I might, you know, maybe I might be wrong, but I'm trying gets, to pull it right now. Cause I think like, I mean, the, the Browns had as many quarterbacks as they have coaches almost in the last 20 years. They had 33 quarterbacks since Tom in the Brady. last, 
In the last three years, we've had more head coaches than quarterbacks, though, which has been kind of nice too to have Baker for a little bit. The Steelers, I can tell you right now, in the history of their existence, have actually had, uh, from what I recall, 16 coaches. Uh, It's 14, 15, or 16. Uh, I just know the previous coach to Tomlin was Bill Crow, uh, uh, Bill Bill Cower. Uh, he was there f- uh, fifteen years. I want to close to that. I want to yeah, say ninety two to two thousand six. So the close. Then Tomlin, I know, has been there since 07. I know that. He, up, if up, Dave's a Steelers fan, he better know who it was before Bill Cower. I know. That's Chuck, a tricky Chuck one because I don't. Yeah, they got it. Chuck, it was Chuck. Uh, is it Chuck yeah. Noll? It's that's the first name. Chuck yeah, Noll. Yeah, Chuck Noll, Bill Coward, and Mike Tomlin are, are the three head coaches that have existed in that organization since 1969. And Dave had it right. There have been 16 head coaches in Pittsburgh Steelers history. I fucking got it. All right, so, so I was Chuck, a little off. So Chuck Noll was there in '69. Great number. I think it was '69 is when Chuck was there. I, th- I think it was okay, and he was there till 1992. One, thank you, because 92 is when Bill started. Thank you very much. Basic math. Don't know that, I guess. But 1991, I was born in 91. Ever since 1991, they've had two coaches. I'm 30. Basic math, 30 divided by two is 15. They're averaging a coach every 15 years on right now. And, I mean, you can take that across almost any league. Look in the NHL. How long Bill been with the winning winning teams? 98 has Bill been with New England since 98? I think when he uh, leave, I know wasn't he, he like, wasn't he coaching on the Browns for like their first season as the Browns again? Yeah, all right, hold on. No, <laughs> close. And this is something that really chaps my ass, boys, because I'll tell you what, this pisses me off more than anything else. So, Bill Belichick, uh, was Cleveland was really his first serious head coaching gig if not his first head coaching gig and his yeah and his staff on that team was unfucking believable nick saban was his defensive coordinator they were favorites to win the super bowls in 94 and 95 but then you saw guys like eric mangini jim schwartz and a whole slew of nick saban (laughs) excuse me like uh fifth there's 15 or 16 guys on that 1992 to 1995 Cleveland Brown staff under Bill Belichick that have either been head coaches or general managers or presidents of some organization. The success of that team in the nineties was amazing. So it was before the team got blown up because if that blow up never happens, we're the Cleveland Browns would be the new England Patriots right now. We'd be with seven Super Bowls. Uh, so yeah, I know that one hike because it fucking <laughs> pisses me off. Art Modell, oh. you bastard that's like the uh that you i understand that's like your pain on that is like the wayne gretzky high stick to me on fucking gilmore hi could you have on indianapolis he's an analyst now um tony dungy yeah that's right in indianapolis well he ended up getting the shaft in tampa tampa screwed him he basically invented the tampa two defense yeah tampa Tampa uh, what's his face yeah and uh uh, chuck walks into tampa and wins tony dungy's super bowl that was bullshit and then Tony Dungy and I believe Leslie Frazier was our defensive coordinator when he first came to Indy. And now, which is like that's an unbelievable. As far as I'm concerned, that's an unbelievable. And he walked into Peyton Manning on offense and Robert Mathis and Dwight Freeney on defense. It was a well. Know. And another fun fact with Tony Dungy, if our listeners didn't know this, the, his one Super Bowl win was against the Chicago Bears, head coached by Lovey Smith at the time. That Super Bowl was actually. The first time two head coaches were ever photographed with the trophy together. And it's also the first time that two black head coaches went head to head in a Super Bowl. So a little bit of history there, too. And the Bears had the guy in the 80s. I don't know why I'm drawing his name right now. Um, Itka. It, thank you very much. The coach. The yeah, Bears. The, the coach. The Bears. So, like, again, the Lions have had uh, – there was Card, uh, Cardwell there, if I remember correctly. I think that was pretty recent. Jim yeah, Caldwell was, was the last coach to have them playing well. Yeah, They were in was. an upward trend when they fired him. He they, wasn't they were about to play out. Coach, that was a bad decision firing him. He was just – he was he wasn't – he didn't he look didn't. like a head coach because you looked at him on the sideline. I know listeners can't see me, but if <laughs> let, let me – through sound, let me illustrate Jim Caldwell in one second. That's it. He does no, no emotion. I, I had him. I had him as a coach for a couple of years too, and like 
He just, oh, yeah, Peyton, Manning just, Peyton Manning just ran the team. That's See, all it was. You mentioned well, that's what Peyton like Manning does. Culture. You mentioned culture. And with frequent carousel of coaching changes, you cannot create a positive culture. There's basic knowledge for you. Okay. Tomlin, people and people in the offseason with Tomlin, for some of them were some Steeler fans are saying, fire, are you fucked? You're fucked. You don't fire Tomlin. You let Tomlin. Yeah, that was there. stupid when I heard that. You're dumb. That you're dumb. I'm swearing on this one. You're fucked. You're stupid. You, you're I've been dumb. I've been swearing the oh, entire show, so. Yeah, we've been going yeah, at true. it. Dave. I think late. that's my you're first late to show here, bud. I think I'm my first swear. Usually, I got my first. No, you got a couple in there. I think I, I think you got a couple. Lose my mind. But Tomlin <laughs> is young, younger coach still, and he should be with the Steelers for another fucking decade plus. The guy knows how to coach. Even when Big Ben decides to sail into the sunset, okay, which will probably be next year, okay, there's a there's a culture that's attractive to players to go to, despite what people say, despite their wide receiver core, which is like a cartoon right now, like a like a clown show right now, it seems like going on. Okay, Claypool better not get absorbed into that shit. But anyways, you have a culture in Detroit that isn't positive. Cleveland wasn't positive. Now it is. Uh, I'm forgetting. But, it, it, then this is, but this is what I'm getting at. It, it, there are two things that are the hardest things to do in professional football. One, find a franchise quarterback. Two, find a head coach that knows what the hell he's doing. And we got lucky in Cleveland. I, I want to say lucky, but we made finally made the right hire. Bringing in Stefanski instantly changes the culture because of the type of guy that he is. Bruce Arians going to Tampa with Tom Brady changes that culture. Oh, yeah. You go to New England. Bill Belichick has been successful. Why? Because he has the Patriots culture. Do your job. That's what he's famous for. You have to get the right guy. And that's one of the hardest things to do in this league. They should have given Jim Caldwell a lot more of a chance. But I'm telling you right now, Urban Meyer is not going to be able to create a culture down in Jacksonville. Oh, God, no. I, I listen. He's still talking. He's still talking about He's like, oh, this is like playing Alabama every week, huh? It's like, no, 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 coach. It's like playing the top five players. Uh, from Alabama every year for the last 20 years. And, and by the way, they're all on one team now. And so like it's just like yeah, college coaches. There's certain, it's hard. Up, like, and they're just like, they grow They're player factories. They're not, it's not like a developmental factory. You get them, you get the best athletes available and you put them out there and you win. It's like your beer league football teams. Almost. You just, you acquire the best, you go around you recruit the best guys. You make them the most athletic you can, and you push them off to the NFL and make them their problem. And that's where you know what you got. And well, and, and that's you get these guys coming into the NFL. They're twenty years old, man. If the culture on your team sucks, you and the they're, damage just, they're cultures, twenty years old with millions of dollars. And the damaged cultures in the NFL are the Jags, Jets, Lions. Used to be the Browns, but that's definitely changed. I would say that well, it's still Cleveland. You never know. But those are three teams <laughs> that I would say are the top three teams that are toxic. Miami was for a little Just, bit. Do the and Texans the fall into that category? Now they do. Now they're falling. Now they're in there. Miami's not a toxic place anymore. The Lions are in the five realms for me. And I talk realms like I'm a Marvel, for God's sakes. But I was gonna five, say that was uh... but five, you have five teams that are cultures are just damaged and look at Lawrence I called him to be a bust this year okay this year he's thrown 42 completions out of 84 attempts which is 50 percent basic math uh he has four touchdown passes how many INTs you guys think he has I honestly don't know without uh he has more than touchdowns I can tell you that and it's five okay all right he has five um, his I was longest, I was holding up a seven again. Bad radio. He has his longest <laughs> pass. Is can you guess his longest pass this year? Forty-seven yards. Hike. Um, I'm gonna say thirty-six. We're both really close. Forty-one. Okay, so you're you're really close, uh, both of you. But again, he doesn't have the culture there to maybe blossom. As I say very weirdly, into the player that he it was a little ultra flamboyant there, uh, Mr. We're gonna stop calling him Mr. Electric Avenue. Now he's gonna be Mr. Dave Blossom, Blossom McKeg. Blossom. <laughs> uh, but I, I really think 
cultures determine everything in football. That was my point on this. You can draft and get a steal in the draft in football, 100%. But you still need to build a culture. And if you have a coach-quarterback connection, that's like Brady, Belichick, Tomlin, Roethlisberger, Manning, and Dun- uh, Dungy. I, I have a bunch. I, I just bungee his name. Dun- uh, Dun- May- either Peyton or Dungy, or you're talking about Kubiak and Peyton. Either, yeah, way. either way, you yeah, you know what I, you know what I mean. Everyone's correct me at the bottom. That's fine. Either way, you build a culture that works. When you have those two that work, it's a domino effect. As I keep doing sign things with my hands, and no one can see video right now because the real Italians coming out of me. But you have a culture issue with certain teams, and they're not going to get successful until they get that lucky break. Cleveland is an example of that lucky break with Baker. And the culture, and the culture. Wow, new word, new coaching change. Miami, change, culture, quarterback. Now, teams like the Jets, teams like the Lions. I thought they had a great coach when they brought in, with the way his press conferences were. But it seems like right now, the golf connection there is not working. But you can't dis dis dismember the whole Lions team. There has to be a whole new concept there to make it work because you can't just drop everything and rebuild because that's another 20 years of problematic issues you'll have in football not like hockey where it's a five-year turnaround football it's a decade long when you got to the bottom you get a new coach and you try to grow it with a young quarterback it's very difficult now i want to mention quickly in the pocket season five episode three presented by sports center bar and girls the same event ontario's best sports bar five years in a row best wings Two years in a row. Make it three and make it six, respectively, by voting for the reason if you're in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. For those outside of the Sioux, hey, listen, just check them on social media. If you like the show, look them up. Or when you're in the when you're in the Sioux, just go check them out. We were there. We've been there since 2015. Going into 2016. We That's when we were blossoming. We were blossoming, and I was recording to have a cell phone on top of a beer glass. That's a fact. I can second that. Phone in a cup. Yeah, I don't know about the blossoming. I'm not going to second that. <laughs> you were a part of the blossom, uh, but I do not. I do not align with your views. But here's the thing: you got Sports Center. You also have Northern Spirit Brewing Company. I have my Northern Spirit Brewing beer here, uh, and beside me, I have sponsors on the show. We have sponsors on the show. EJ Hike. Everyone has sponsors that we've grown as a family here on the show. Listeners have reached out. We've grown a sponsorship. And where can you find that? TheGainSportsShow.com. Check out the sponsors page. It's a nice list. It's a beautiful list. It has blossomed our website, if you will. And it's at uh, the bottom of every page, too. All our sponsors. Bo- everywhere. And you can. it's all clickable ads. And you'll see Little Caesars there. Special edition upload powered by Little Caesars. No, powered by the Gamer Terror Media and Little Caesars, I should say, both. Presented by Little Caesars, for the most part. Mike Flammy, a shout out to you. You're a big fan of the show. Shout out to, to of course, Little Caesars and the Little uh, Little uh, Caesars special edition uploads. There's the plug for some sponsors. Very simple. We have ad free shows now, commercial free, but ads will be talked about and, and soon enough will be popping up on your screen while we're talking too. So you can get some love to our sponsors that keep the lights on. I say that in that video too that's on the website. I don't know if you guys heard that video on there that part did a great job directing, but it's fantastic. Hike, EJ, we talked about a lot last week. We talked about, I love the coaching conversation and culture things. I know EJ has one more thing he wants to add, but after that, we'll jump into the pickup. EJ. Bill Belichick started in 2000 as New England Patriots head coach. Jesus Christ. See what I'm saying? Culture, man. Culture. Sports Center. What is his first Super Bowl in 2001? Sports Center Bar and Grill, North Pier Brewing Company. We talk a little Caesar's pizza. EJ has sponsors through his show on the hot seat. So right. Lots of, you can check out all these sponsors on the game ESPN 1400. Yes. ESPN is a proud partner with the game sports show uh, through a cross river in Sioux, Michigan with sovereign communications. You can check us out on Monday live radio. We have coming four new shows a week of a special edition upload every week. We got content out the yin yang all presented by the great staff. We are over a dozen staff here on the Game Sports Show bringing you the best content 
possible and it couldn't be possible without all of our sponsors. And I want to give another special, special shout out to Zach Fukali with Living Sisu. He's a huge fan. Everyone knows Zach Fukali in Canada. I know he's, uh, of course, he was drafted by the Montreal Canadiens, uh, and, but and he definitely chirps myself and Hike for being Leaf fans. But nonetheless, he's in the Washington Capitals organization right now, and he is doing fantastic with Hershey. He has had a great year last year, hoping to build off it this year. Uh, so I know the camps are around the corner and, and they're getting all together now, especially to Zach Fukali and other friends that are playing professional hockey. So just Colin Miller with the Buffalo Sabres as well. In the pocket, continuing here, we talk some sponsors. Check out the website, thegamesportshow.com. We're going to go to the pick'em. Heichel, I'm going to go over to you. I want you to state the results of last week and the updated standings. The truth. The updated standings, if you've done the math, because somebody messed up their first week. Well, as long as someone remembers what they got in week one to uh, do the addition, we should be okay. 16 and 0. <laughs> yeah, that gonna, is not true. 12 and dis- 4. 12 and 4. Yes, he won 12. Won 12. Thank you. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So, Hike, please. Uh, yours truly was not on 16 in week one. I was 12 and 4. Uh, so, if you want to add that to your math, if you need help with math, let me know. You're pretty good at it. Uh, but let <laughs> us know how last week went and the updated standings going into week three pickup. All right. So, where we're at right now, uh, Mayfield of Dreams got 11 right last week. Um, then, whoever this uh, Gem Press 13 buster is. <laughs> Got ten. Uh, then my uh, my wonderful picks got me uh, got me nine right. Uh, I was the only person to take Vegas over Pittsburgh. That's very true. So um, uh, EJ was the only person that took San Fran and Chicago. More facts. I was really. I might, I might be the only person that took the Titans too. Uh, no, Dave did as well, suspiciously. I picked. Hey, listen. How did Tyler do? Where Tyler finish off? Tyler, well, that's that's Tyler got six. He, Tyler got he six. only took Tennessee because last week I went first when I picked, so he's just piggybacking off me. I think maybe Dave should go first this week. I'm down. Sure. Stealing yeah, everybody we'll, else. We'll, we'll 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 he goes last. He goes last every week, and what? He's ahead of me I, by I, one point, I even with first, his asterisk first week. First week. I went first, Bob, the first week. But there's an asterisk because, of course, you're twelve. <laughs> I couldn't see what you picked because you didn't log it properly. <laughs> yeah. well, until I, until until I'm in the league, there will be an asterisk as long as Jim Prez is at the top of this game right, list. All right, all right, that's time out. So all right. twenty-two and ten on the year, if I have it right, hike, right? Uh yes. So you so my are, record on the website shows ten and twenty-two, so it's actually flipped. So twenty-two and ten. Uh, yes. and, and so and that is EJ. EJ has got twenty-one. Oh, um, so you've each won a week so far. I uh, I've got seventeen, and Tyler's got fifteen. So it's still uh, you guys are pretty tight tight race, but you're one uh, one garbage week away from just the wheels coming screaming. You're off. waiting for that garbage week. I'm good for one or two in the season. I don't know. I, I'm just lurking in the shadows with my consistent like eight and or in nine. In the right. recent messages, September fifteenth at six oh five p.m. Heiko post Dave's picks in there. This has been edited. <laughs> I'm this is this is this photoshopped. Fake news. That's fake news. I'll of course the Americans claiming fake news. If Tyler beats me this year, I'll grow my hair out like Trevor Lawrence. That is, let me tell you something before you <laughs> absolutely agree to do this year. Tyler's probably one of the best sports gamblers I've ever met. And it's like Okay, look at this. So I'm basically because I'm not counting Dave right now. I'm sitting at the top of this list, right? And Tyler makes a hell of a lot more money than I do gambling on these. So I'm just saying, Dave, if you want to do that, go ahead. But this boy will come out and tag you in the end. I like it's a lot. It's a long game. It's not a. We're I mean, in week can, three. A lot of time. You want, it's a marathon. It's run, not a sprint, baby. If you want to run around with the week one trophy and uh, put it on your mantle, you can. Wait till we get the championship. Do we have belt? a week to week trophy? Because if we do, I want it. No, uh, we, we don't got a championship belt at the end of the year. Now we don't. We don't got a trophy budget. But, but we will have a we have a belt budget, which is even. Better. All right, let's hear these picks, Dave. Okay, pick 
for my pick them on week three this week. As everyone knows with the pick them, we're not going through one by one games. Okay, Dave, what are you picking? EJ, what are you picking? Hike, what are you picking? Anto, Matt, Tyler, whoever's on the show with us. We're not going around doing it that way. I'm just going to list the winners that are going down. I may or may not name who they're going to beat. Just know who I pick as the winners. And in the pick them, we also pick our toilet bowl of the week and our most exciting game of the week. And I will pick both those after I pick my picks, as well as some interesting facts about tiebreakers one and two that are listed on yahoo.com. Going with the winners. Yahoo, you can send me a bill uh, or you I, I'll take a check in the mail. Sorry, not a bill. Oh, I'll take a, I'll take a check in the mail. Yeah. Going with the pick them. Carolina, Buffalo, Cleveland, Baltimore, Tennessee, Kansas City, New Orleans, Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Arizona, Denver, Las Vegas. I was so tempted to take Miami in that one. Tampa Bay, Seattle, Green Bay, and Dallas on the Monday Nighter. The shit game of the week, the toilet bowl, flush it down, wipe it clean, and not so clean. I was debating between that Thursday night snooze fest or that Sunday game between the Giants and Atlanta because I had the Giants last week and almost one of my snoozers, but it wasn't the official one. But you entered the snoozeville this week. No, not Arizona, Jacksonville. It is the Giants and Atlanta is my toilet bowl for this week. And the most exciting game of the week for me this week is actually Tampa Bay, Los Angeles. I'm liking Tampa Bay, Los Angeles a whole ton. Pun intended, gives me a Nick Chubb. Just kidding. Uh, Tiebreakers, I am going tiebreaker one, Philadelphia, Dallas. The score in that game will be 28-17 to Dallas. Uh, And then Green Bay, San Francisco, 21-17 Green Bay. Uh, And the other tiebreaker two, the most points in the week, Arizona by far. And the fewest points in the week will be Jacksonville. RIP Jacksonville this week. I think Atlanta is going to beat the shit out of them real bad this week. Sorry. I don't, I don't think they get above seven this week. Jacksonville INTs galore for Trevor three INTs and he gets one touchdown pass. That's it. 150 yards. That is all he gets. And Arizona goes off, off. Like it's like a slot machine that's firing out coins when they get the win. And you got Nona Maria celebrating there in the seat. That's Arizona this week. Let me tell you, there's my excitement for the week. That's my picks. And just so we can see if he piggybacks off me and nobody forgets, EJ can go second. Hike can go last. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> well, you know, as I was going, I actually... Because I like to be prepared, I actually made all of the picks before I, I came. So they're already right here, logged in. the. Can you see it? They're already all dialed in the Yahoo here, friends. So I've got Panthers over the Texans on the road, Bills at home over Washington, Cleveland over the Bears at home, uh, Ravens hmm. on the road to Lions. They win that game. Uh, the Ravens do. Titans over Colts, Titans at home, Chiefs at home. They're going to beat the Chargers. Saints over the Patriots on the road. Giants beating the Falcons at home. I think that Saquon Barkley is due for a very good game there. Uh, Steelers over the Bengals. Cardinals over Jaguars. Broncos over Jets. Raiders over Dolphins. That game would be closer to pick, Dave, if Tua wasn't hurt. Okay, I'll give. I'll, I'll say that. Um, then I've got Rams over the Buccaneers. I'm going to take that. Tampa Bay is a team that I believe they've won the last 10 straight games. There are not a lot of teams that can reach that kind of 10 and 0 point and continue to win. This is a game where you're going to be playing the Los Angeles Rams in their new stadium in front of their fans with a great defense. And oh, by the way, the guy got back there. His name's Matt Stafford. He's pretty darn good at playing quarterback. I just think that this is a way, uh, this is a game where I can see Tom Brady and a team slipping. Antonio Brown's in COVID protocol. So not going to have the full team. Um, I'm going to take LA there at home. <clears throat> Seahawks over the Vikings, Packers beat the Niners on the road, and then Cowboys finish it off over the Eagles. Tiebreaker, Eagles 17, Cowboys 38, Packers 35-28. to 28. Uh, I think that's going to be a higher-scoring game. Uh, Buffalo's going to score the most points this week, and Jacksonville's going to score the least. I think Buffalo goes crazy against Washington. And they're saved. Those picks are saved. I've already put them in. There's no controversy. 
Oh, I'm saved. They're already locked in and they're locked set and ticket punched for a perfect 16 and a week over here. Hike. I think oh, Hike's think... you know, I'm here. One sec. My he fell asleep, was... EJ Dust. He fell asleep to us. No, my Wi Fi was cutting in and out here. He's drinking so... too much. I was hooked up on the garage Wi-Fi and not on the uh, the house Wi-Fi. So your garage has its own Wi-Fi. That's actually kind of that's pretty dope. He's well, he's a gym in his garage. Oh, big swole! I need to come get my cut down my abs. I cut down my fucking gut. Your your dad bought even though you don't even have any children. I got a dog. That's about it. A dog. That's it. <laughs> Yeah. Did we lose hike or what's happening? Yeah, did we lose hike? We may have lost hike there. Well, can you dial in and see what his picks are? <laughs> I I can probably look here, but nonetheless, EJ. Okay. Well, I don't know if it lets you see the picks the week before. There he is. We hear you. We hear. I'm you. back. All right. All I saw was like a big frozen blur. I was like, what the fuck happened? He connected to his car Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. No. Now now I'm on the roof Wi-Fi. <laughs> Picks, but you Wi Fi for every room. All right. Uh, so got Carolina over the Texans just because the Texans are on like their 30th quarterback in week three. Uh, <clears throat> Buffalo over Washington, Cleveland over Chicago, Baltimore over the Lions. I'm taking the Colts over Tennessee with Carson Wentz and his Forrest Gump braces on his legs getting back out there, and hopefully we can pull her off. Uh, Kansas City over the Chargers, Saints over New England, which I think is going to be a pretty decent game, to be completely honest. Uh, the Giants over Atlanta, Cincinnati over Pittsburgh, Arizona over Jacksonville, Denver over the Jets, uh, Vegas, Miami, Tampa over the Rams, uh, Seattle over Minnesota, Green Bay over San Fran, and Dallas over Philly on the Monday Nighter. We have a lot of uh, similar picks, I think. There. This is yeah. a boring week of picks. Yeah, it's, we're all pretty close. I mean, it's really, and realistically, it's the only reason I'm taking the Rams is just to do something different. Because that way, if I'm right, I beat you guys. <laughs> You're just waiting to, you know, wait till I get the nice title, the Game Entertainment Media Championship belt. It's going to be a sexy belt. I'm going to spray paint an asterisk on that belt because this week went bullshit. <laughs> hey man, Inflate Gate. I'm what? not let. I'm not Deflate letting that go all year. Deflate Gate. The deflate gate. You guys missed two things though. Toilet bowl of the week, exciting game of the week. EJ. Rams, Buccaneers is gonna be a good football game, I think. Yeah. Um, toilet bowl for the week just might be Bucket the Panthers Texans game. Mm-hmm. Uh Sam Darnold, when he's good, is great. But when he's bad, he's terrible. And neither of those teams are. You know, if Christian McCaffrey gets 22 touches, 25 touches in a game, they got a good shot at winning. But Sam Darnold could implode at any time. So that could very well be the total bowl of the week. Hike. He's now he's on his airplane Wi-Fi. <laughs> no, Tiana tried to call me. I'm back. <laughs> this is a bad one tonight. I'm screwing this up. I'm not editing any of this out either. I'm keeping all that. There in. was oh, no hesitation to both of us saying airplane Wi-Fi. <laughs> I heard it, dude. That's the best part. The fucking airplane. He's fucking in WestJet. He's flying to the States right now to go see Indianapolis and Tennessee this week. Turbojet Wi-Fi. <laughs> I'm currently using my astronaut Wi-Fi. It's uh, from my Cessna own Cessna 172. You got Paisley my, on the roof right now with fucking paws out, fucking tail up in the air. Fucking no, I, got, I, I got my own SpaceX satellite and, you know. <laughs> uh, but, uh, Air dump- Force One Wi-Fi. Yeah, oh, I don't got that. I don't. It might come to your it's house like, to see that. It's like low-end Canadian Air Force One Wi-Fi. <laughs> uh, let's see, our garbage game of the week. I'm going to take the Broncos and the Jets. I Like, I don't. The Jets are going to score like six points total, I think. Um, and so honestly, funny. for my like a game I'm looking forward to is Seattle, Minnesota. I think that's mm. going to be like a 60, 70 point game. They're 0 2 Minnesota, but they're probably the best chance of any 0 2 team to make the playoffs. Sorry. They're the, most they're the best. Yeah, they're the most skilled 0 2 team right now. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> Whatever that means. They, Minnesota, right now, they have, they have so much skill. Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, Kirk Cousins is not a slouch. Adam Thielen, 
they have enough talent on that team that they can come out and beat anyone any week. Yep. They've scored points in both of their losses, and I'm talking a fair amount of points where they were in each of those games. They were both one-score losses, okay? Minnesota's not a bad team this year. Don't give up on them. Vikings, and they got a nice stadium, too. Just like, well, I think the best stadium in the NFL might be the Raiders. Um, I th- <laughs> that, 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 the, the, what do they call it? The Death Star? I think they call it the Death Star. Yeah, that, that place is unreal. <laughs> Atlanta has a nice one. Uh, Mercedes-Benz. Uh, then there's one. The, the Rams and the, uh, the Chargers looks pretty nice. So Cowboys, Stadium. Cowboys, nice stadium. They know at t Field. Yeah, yeah, that, lots of nice stadiums going around. You know what the worst stadium is? Fucking Heinz Field, piece of shit. Garbage dump, ketchup bowl. <laughs> what's the friggin' um, – What's uh, Jacksonville's? Um, TIA Bankfield. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. Hey, TIAA Bankfield. There's suites there with hot tubs in them. So you can get like I didn't a know suite. that. Yeah. yeah. They got a pool. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Fun facts of the day. Now maybe they're not as bad. They could be sounding dumb. So when your team oh. looks like ass, you can at least check out a couple of asses, you know? <laughs> yeah. So you get on the seat. Fellas, it's been a fun show. In the pocket. Season five. Episode three. Steve McKay, EJ Russell, and Justin Heiko. EJ Russell, host of the Hot Seat. Justin Heiko, host here on In the Pocket and of our Top Shelf Edition as well, as well as other sporadic news shows that come out. All the fun stuff. Fellas, any final topics or points you want to get to before we wrap up the show? EJ. Baker Mayfield has the highest completion percentage on any quarterback in the NFL right now. Just thought that needed to be said. He must, he might have the most phone numbers that his cell phone too. If everyone over 81% and who cares what he's doing in the back of uh, cheesecake factory, mind your business, Dave. <laughs> Leave him alone. He's just peddling insurance. <laughs> have right. you ever been to cheesecake factory? Trust me. If you take anyone there, there's a little treat afterwards. Do they sell cheesecake? <laughs> that really, that's like no, going that, to California to pizza kitchen and be like, Hey, well, you got pizza. <laughs> I want to do that. I want to go to a pizza place and be like, hey, do you got pizza? Like going like, into McDonald's. Hey, hey, you got any cheeseburgers? <laughs> the one and only time I was in North Carolina, because I don't think I'll ever go back. I went to a cheesecake factory as soon as I like, got off the plane and I was like overwhelmed and underwhelmed all at the same time. I feel like I'd eat. It's, it's a beautiful disaster. There's a lot of. There's, there's one plate of pasta. I can't remember what it is. It's like 8,000 calories. It's insane. That's not it, healthy. It's just, it's tough to go. Dude, the place is called Cheesecake like, Factory. Yeah. The name doesn't imply health. Dude, I had sushi oh. last night. And I feel like I gained 86 pounds. So <laughs> I, I had to buy a bigger now, shirt after Cheesecake Factory. I'll put it that way. Hike, final thoughts? Um, I would go back to Cheesecake Factory. Hmm. Nice. Good Not answer. North Carolina. Not North Carolina, but I would go back to Cheesecake. Go to the one with Cleveland. You might meet Baker. You know, I don't Baker think I have a problem cheesecake. with Cleveland. I think I might have actually driven through Cleveland once going to uh, – maybe I didn't. Maybe it was Cincinnati when I was going to Columbus. I have no idea. Baker, can he make my cheesecake? If he makes my cheesecake, no. I'll eat it. Oh, come on. No. What about a cheesecake named after him? Oh, a Baker cake. Well, it's actually kind of funny that the Cheesecake Factory that his um, allegations, his fun stories tends to come from is actually borders a town called Mayfield Heights. So that's kind of funny. Oh, I love these facts. Cheesecake Cheesecake Heights. Cheesecake Mayfield. Cheesecake Heights. I'm going to open up a cheesecake place and call it Mayfields with his face on it. And I'm a Steeler fan. I'll have a Ben Roethlisberger in the back jersey in the back, though. Yeah, what, in the bathroom? No, that's where my Indianapolis Colts jersey go. No, kidding, not the Colts. No, you know how you know how some of those restaurants they have like a car that's like half through the wall. They'll do one of a motorcycle half through the wall. Be on that. You know, speaking of before we go, speaking of bathrooms, I love when there's a screen plane that has like water and like you're just staring at like a wilderness and the fish, people catching fish. That's okay. I'm I'm done. I'm done. Where the hell are you going to the bathroom? I don't know. Yeah. I think the game entertainment and media bathroom stalls. You haven't seen them yet. So that's that sounds like something you'd get at like uh what do they call it? The Rainforest Cafe. Oh yeah. Yeah, like a tiger like growling at you when you pee. That's just, definitely not an Applebee's bathroom. And flowers you, blossoming. Flowers blossoming, a lion tacking a gazelle, a gazelle and just growling at you while you pee. That's hot. I'm just kidding. I'm being really weird. I gotta say this, this took a hard turn like the last <laughs> 10. 
<laughs> this has gotten fantastic. In the, in the if, if, if anyone's still listening, they're tuning out now. Yeah. In the season five, episode three, presented by Sports Center Bar and Grill, Simi Ontario's best sports bar, five years in a row, best wings, two years in a row. Thank you to them for being part of the Game Sports Show family since the end of 2015. Dave McKay here saying thank you. EJ, host of the hot seat, overall great guy, Cleveland Brown fan. EJ, it was fun tonight, my friend. Yo, yo, thank you. Hike, you as well, co-host of the In the Pocket segment since day one, as well as the Top Shelf edition, which is coming back for its, well, technically second season, but it's our fifth hockey season. But, you know, got to be official. Thank you for coming on tonight, my friend. Oh, always. It's a good time. Good to be here. Good to uh, get a little wacky at the end. And we've extended our time to each show so we don't sound like idiots every time. Uh, we, but for David, for what's going on there with the cards? What are you doing? I, there? I don't know. No one can see. He's trying know. to do the duck lips. duck lips. It's an Oregon thing. Weird yeah. stuff. West Coast. Quack, quack. You're uh, a quack. EJ, thank you. Justin, thank you. I have all the sponsors, all the listeners. Hit, make sure you like, follow, and subscribe. Soon to be on video with YouTube. Keep an eye on that. Going to be fun. We got a special edition upload. And as I announced on the ESPN 1400 edition, we have some upcoming shows uh, this week. We've had a soccer edition with Scott and Dan, uh, Daniel Scarpino. We have a special edition upload coming up this week. It is projected to be Colin Miller that might be moved actually to another week. Uh, but it is right at this point, Colin Miller. And we are moving to video with YouTube in October with the Game Sports Show. We will have a video upload before the game entertainment and media launches. Fun fact, the game entertainment and media launch will be by the end of October. So for that platform launch, keep an eye out for that. But we will have a game sports show upload launch on video, as I mentioned, on the ESPN 1400 edition. And our first video upload of the game sports show will be a special edition upload. And it will be the interview with Theo Fleury. Big interview, big show going on YouTube. Fantastic. Looking forward to that. Make sure you hit like, follow, subscribe, as I mentioned, all the platforms. Make sure you keep in touch with a lot of big things coming for not only the show, but for the game, entertainment, media, or as we like to call it here in short form, Jim. Here I am to remind you to keep your stick on the ice, swing your bats, catch your touchdowns, join your threes, and shoot your shots. Booyah.